Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Hello, it's Isla. This is going to kick off our monthly or one of our monthly replay episodes that I decided to start doing. We're almost at 100 and we have a lot of good episodes that you could benefit from if you haven't heard of them already. For today's episode, I'm going to replay the travel episode that I recorded with coaches Catherine and Lacey. We discussed strategies for international and weekend trips, including ways to be consistent with exercise and what snacks are best to pack. I recorded this episode a while back with them because I think they had both gotten back from trips or I think like Catherine had gotten back from Asia and Europe and Lacey had gone on a ton of weekend trips. So they are also speaking from personal experience. I know that I'm releasing this at the end of the summer and honestly, I thought about just skipping it all together because we're like in this awkward time where like, I don't know about you, but I'm just like sick of the summer in August at this point. But I do feel like you could either reflect on what you did in your summer trip while listening to this episode or get prepped for any fall mountain trips. Plus, the holidays will be here before you know it. So the earlier you have a plan of action for those travels, the better. I hate to say it, but they're almost here. And I also have a fun announcement. We're adding a new option to work with us if you don't already like the three-month lifestyle reset that we offer. I'm introducing the single session nutrition tune-up. This will be a one and a half hour session where you'll be meeting with me and I'll give you an overview of what I think is holding you back from weight loss. You'll fill out a form about your weight and health history before, along with tracking for a couple of days on my fitness pal so that I can come to the session with some specific interventions that you could implement that you may not already be aware of. For example, increasing your produce on the weekend. If I notice you're not doing that, you may be tracking correctly. If I kind of notice like you're tracking, but maybe I don't see any olive oil or the portion sizes are kind of funky or even perfecting your exercise routine based on that intake form that you'll be filling out. I'll also give you your calories and macros in the session because it's what everybody wants. So you can make sure that you're eating the right amount. You can see the full description of our offer because there's a lot more about it, but I don't want to take up this whole intro with the offer. Um, and you can find all the details on the link, which will redirect to our website. But I really hope that serves as a simpler, cheaper way to kind of get some quick tips if you don't want to commit to a full three months and maybe just need to See what you're doing wrong to get you started. But let's get back to maintaining those healthy habits with traveling. Welcome back to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. It's Isla here, founder and CEO of the Millennial Nutritionist. But I have our two wonderful coaches, Catherine and Lacey, here today to talk about traveling. I'm sure everybody coming up for the spring and summertime is thinking about long extended trips. Um, even today, did y'all hear that the, um, like the mask mandate isn't a thing on planes anymore. Um, so that's exciting. But then also I know a lot of clients go on like even weekend trips to the beach or the lake or anything like that. So we're going to sit down and kind of talk through, um, some tips that will work for you as a group. Um, but first I kind of wanted to catch up with y'all. So, um, Lacey, you just bought a house. Is that right? 
Yes, we did. We've been looking for over a year. Um, depending on where you live, you know the market is insane. So we finally found a house, um, and that means we're listing our house, which goes on the market tomorrow. So <laughs> it's definitely been a really busy time. And then we have a few trips planned. So we're trying to get all of that done before we leave, which definitely makes life a little stressful. <laughs> yeah. And Catherine, every time I see you, you're like just super busy on Instagram, always doing all the things. I know you just got back from a trick, which kind of like inspired this episode and why I want to bring both of y'all in. So tell us like how your trip went with everything. Like you went to where you went, it looked like you went to Barcelona, Madrid and is it Seville? Yeah. So we went to Spain and Portugal. So we went mm-hmm. to Barcelona and yeah, Seville or Seville. And then in Portugal, we went to Lisbon and the Douro Valley, which is like the wine region and um, Porto. So it was incredible. So fun. It looked so beautiful. Yeah, it was so beautiful. Wasn't that, isn't the food like so good? I was like, honestly, so surprised when I went, because I just didn't expect there to be like, I didn't really know what like Spanish food would be like, but it was a lot more like Mediterranean, like a lot more, honestly, like vegetables than I thought. Did you find that too? Yeah. And a ton of seafood too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we tried tons of different foods, which was so fun and such a big part of the trip. Definitely for me. So did you do like the bread with the tomato that you like have to scrape on there? Yeah, that. we did a cooking class too. We did a paella cooking. Class oh yeah, too, which was so fun. Cool. Um, well, yeah. So I want to dive in about um, like even like some tips that you have um, or both of y'all have because I feel like Lacey, you go out of town like all the time on the weekends as well. Like in the summer, <laughs> like you're just like never here. I know you also go on like a ton of trips. I'm actually not really traveling this year at all, but we have like, of course, now that I moved, like every single person I know is getting married. Like, and so I'm going to move back to Raleigh, like every other weekend flying. So (laughs) yeah. So a lot of like, not so well, fun trips, but not like exotic or anything like that. But first, I guess, can we just like open up and y'all tell me, I guess, um, Lacey, you can go first. Um, what are your just like top three tips for like clients or just like people in general, when they go on, like, international trip. So we'll tackle that or like a longer trip, like a week or a week and a half or something like that. How do you normally like approach that with a client? Yeah. So with a client, um, anyone who's going on like one of those longer trips, I always like to try and talk through a plan. And that really looks different for everybody because we know, you know, these nutrition and these goals are really different. Um, But in general, I would say top three tips. The first one would be to just stay active. And generally that's pretty easy to do if you're going abroad or doing something, um, unless you're like going to an all-inclusive resort, that might be a little (laughs) more difficult to stay active. But in general, if you're walking around exploring. I mean, I've had clients um, hit like 30,000 steps on vacation and they didn't realize that that really counts as movement during the day. A lot of times we think activity is just going to the gym, Um, but staying active is pretty easy to do on vacation just because you're doing so many fun things. So that would be the first one. The second one I would say would be staying hydrated during the day. So making sure you're drinking a lot of water that can help later on if you're drinking alcohol on vacation, just to make sure you stay hydrated, help with those hunger cues, especially if you're being really active, that's really important. And then the third one, I would set maybe a produce goal aim to get in at least like one to two servings or something that you feel like would work for you where you're at. Um, In general, it can be harder to kind of like actively seek those sources of produce. And so if you set a goal for yourself, even if it's just one a day, um, that can be easy. Just, you know, think about it, maybe get in and at breakfast and then see kind of where the day goes. 
Yeah, I think those are great. So I feel like I hear you saying like kind of paring down what we normally recommend and just like being most realistic with what they can probably like already achieve like pretty easily. So they're still enjoying their time, but have like a light, light nutrition goals. Is that like kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think for a lot of clients too, I, we like to kind of modify the goals they're already working on. So maybe if they're already consistently getting in one to two servings um, a day at home, or maybe they're hitting like four servings at home. Okay. Can we half that at least on, on vacation or maybe at least just get to one. So just look at where their goals are and kind of modify those to be a little more flexible, knowing that life's going to look a little different for the next few weeks. Yeah. And what about you, Catherine? Do you have any, are they the same goals or do you have any different goals that you like generally work on with clients? Yeah, I love that. Definitely tailoring it to, you know, what we're already working on um, and then what feels realistic. Right. So I love how you said it, like a light background nutrition goal. Right. Because like obviously vacation is for enjoyment and relaxation. We don't want you to be stressed out about thinking, gosh, I have these 10 goals I have to work on that are not realistic. So keeping it realistic. Um, keeping it simple. One of mine is definitely to stay hydrated. Um, and then pairing with that is to always have snacks with protein in them. So whether you're traveling abroad or you're going to the beach for a week or whatever it may be, um, to pack some snacks with you or pick some up when you arrive that have protein in them can be really helpful. The other tip would be to really choose what you want, not just what's available. A lot of times, especially when you're traveling with other people, there's tons of food and drink choices available all of the time. And I think it's easy to think, gosh, I got like, I got to have all of these, right. But I always like to encourage clients to survey the options and then pick what they want to have. Right. So if there's, I'm a sweet person for sure. So like, I will always choose the dessert over the like chips in the afternoon. So just selecting, you know, what you, what you actually want versus just what's available. Mm -hmm. The last one would just be to like really practice like mindful and intuitive eating in the sense of paying, really paying attention to your hunger and fullness cues. So again, we typically eat more when we're on vacation or we're going out to eat more, which we know we eat more when we're eating outside the home. Um, And so just really listening to your body. Um, No one wants to feel icky after a meal, especially on vacation. So just really paying attention to that um, and that that can be really helpful. Do you ever like have clients? Cause I think like one of your tips, yeah. With the more like picking like the foods that you want to eat, um, I think it's great. Um, and a lot of times when we do that too, I think at least with my clients, like they're like, I didn't even like the food I thought I liked, like really focusing on the one food made me understand that. Um, but do you ever have clients that are like, I just like really get into like, well, what if I want to like eat all the food possible? Like I'm only here one time. Like how do y'all navigate that? Or have you never had a client that said stuff like that? Yeah, I definitely have. I think it's a balance, right? Like that's how I was on my trip. I wanted to explore and enjoy and food is such a big part of traveling, especially when you're going abroad to experience the culture. And so I think that's where the listening to your body really like plays a role. I remember like I've had clients who are, they're like, oh, you know, the bread basket, right? I eat like half the bread basket or get the second bread basket. And then by the time my meal comes, I'm still full. So then it's like a learning experience. Okay, well, obviously, you know, I know if we're going to have full entree that maybe I should uh, have a smaller portion of bread or maybe I should skip the bread altogether, depending on what they're going to end up having for dinner. Um, So I think it's just really paying attention to your body signals and sort of how your body is responding. Um, And then too, I think eventually, you know, like your body is going to crave food that provides good nutrition for you. And so um, making sure you're fueling your body, maybe that's breakfast and lunch that you're choosing more balanced meals that maybe you have more control over if you're, you know, eating them in or, 
um, have picked up some food at the grocery store. And then that gives more leeway for dinner uh, to explore lots of new fun foods. Yeah. So I feel like you're like, I feel like I hear you saying, like, it just goes back to like, even if that's like your mentality of like, I don't want to have any goals or I just want to eat everything. Like at least at the end of the day, just like stop eating when you're full. Um, Cause that can still help you eat less calories as opposed to you always eating past the point of fullness. You're automatically going to be eating less. If you just like say, Hey, whatever I ate, I'm just full of this. I'm not going to keep eating. Do you feel like that's kind of like what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like that, even if you don't want to focus on any nutrition goals, um, or even if you're just maintaining weight, I think that's a really helpful thing to focus on. And then, um, what about like, have you ever, either of y'all had any clients like specifically that you've been able to help, um, that like other people could like benefit from hearing like what their method was to be successful? Yeah. So I just recently had a client who had to go out of town for work for a whole week and she was pretty stressed out about it because she had just started the program at the time. And she was like, I really want to get a great start to, you know, being on track with my goals. And she did something that I thought was really cool. She actually ordered grocery delivery to her hotel room, um, like the day before. So it was already there, I think within a few hours of her arriving. And so she just ordered like some high protein snacks, I think some produce, just some stuff to keep in her room that she could like have on her supplement with like out to eat or the continental breakfast that they had at the hotel room. Um, I thought that was a great idea. And you could honestly do that at a lot of places that you go. Um, even if you can't, have it delivered to your room, even just going and make going ahead and grabbing groceries at the store, even just a few things if it's something you can't pack in your bag. Um, I thought that was a great idea. Um, and then another client of mine used to go to the, her family's cabin every single weekend. And that was really challenging because she was constantly out of her regular routine. And what helped for her was just continuing to track through the weekend. Um, she kind of realized that she was only hitting maybe a third of her protein goal. And that's why she was always so hungry when she went there. And so we kind of planned through that and she um, ended up packing food and packing snacks to bring with her. So um, it's really just up to you and your trip and your needs and what you think is going to happen. Um, and sometimes you might get there and realize, okay, I brought all these things or I got all of these things and I didn't need them. Um, and then we can learn for next time. But um, those are just two examples that came to mind for me. Yeah, I think those are great. I feel like we live in like the modern age and a lot of people don't think of like using like grocery delivery or something like that is so great. I even told a client that this week because she was worried about like a bachelorette trip. So I was like, you know, you can definitely just like order like a $30 little thing to the house. Cause she was worried like, well, what if nobody else wants to eat when I eat the grocery store? And I think like utilizing that more often can really be helpful to just go ahead and order wherever you are. I don't know if it would work like internationally, but I think like definitely if you're like on a family trip and you don't have access to a car, then that's a great way to, um, to make sure you have like the things that you're eating. Today's episode is brought to you by Cloud Chips. This friend reached out to me and I thought it would be a great product to talk to you about because it's a crunchy carby snack for a super low amount of calories. They are puffed wheat and rice chips that are about a third of the amount of calories compared to the standard chip. So if you're a volume eater, this is for you. You can eat it by itself and swap it with any other high calorie savory snack like pretzels or chips or use it for chips and salsa to increase the amount of produce you're eating without greatly increasing the calories by piling on those oily tortilla chips. I have a discount for you that is 10% off if you go to the website cloudchip.com slash millennial15, spelling millennial, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-A-L. Use the code millennial15, again, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-A-L-15 at checkout, we'll link it 
below as well. Get your lightest airships today. Have you like had a client? Um, Cause I'm sure this happens to a lot of people that like, they even come up with this like loose plan of like what they're going to do. And like you said, when they get there, like it's either just like not feasible or like they don't have the time for it. Like, how do you help a client or what do you think are some good tips to either like just feel better about the situation or like, just know we're going to like either get back on track when we get back or like, what would you, like, what do you say to like comfort a person who kind of like went through that? I think, um, this ties into actually something I was going to share about a client on, on one of her vacations, but I always tell clients one, even one full week, if you're going on a trip is not like, even if you ate really healthy for one week or clean, whatever you want to call it, like that's not going to create healthy habits for the rest of your life, right? Just in the same way that one week of maybe not being on track or not following the same goals that you were following before is going to get you off track for that. So I think um, even, you know, I had clients this weekend with Easter, right? Totally threw them off. Um, And so we talked about um, this week, like, okay, what's one step each day that you can take that's going to help you get back um, to the right place and just not being super frustrated with yourself or getting down on yourself that one weekend or one week went poorly um, because that's not, you know, in the scheme of things, that's not going to hurt, you know, everything. So coming back to those basics, how can we get back on track? What's going to help set you up for success? And then that client that I was talking about, she beforehand was before starting the program was really restrictive with calories. And so was eating way below what she needed. And then when she would go on vacation, she would overeat a ton and end up kind of not feeling great, but um, just continuing to overeat because she knew as soon as she got back from vacation, it was back to the restriction. Whereas now we have an appropriate calorie range where she is getting, you know, appropriately full every day. So then when she went on vacation, she didn't feel like she needed to overeat. And she was maybe a few hundred calories on average over her weekly average, but nothing that was going to completely throw her off. And she knew she wasn't coming home to restriction. She was coming home to balanced eating. So that's a huge benefit of working with our program is getting to figure out what your body actually needs so that you're not entering vacation thinking, gosh, I better just have everything I want. Cause when I go back to quote unquote real life, it'll be gone. Um, because that's not how calories are supposed to be, right. You're supposed to get what your body needs. Yeah. I think like so many times when people like have struggles with things, like when they're not our clients and they're like messaging on Instagram or just like talking real life, there's so many times where I want to be like, I think you're actually just like really not eating a lot in your everyday. And we wouldn't have all these problems if you like, weren't just like so restricted on the weekdays. So by just like knowing what to eat and fixing like your daily life, um, I think it kind of automatically takes the pressure off of you feeling like you need to eat all these things because you're on a vacation, you need a release and you need to celebrate with food. Cause like you said, it should just like work seamlessly and it shouldn't be like that different when you are out of town. Just something to add to your question, Isla, with what would you do with a client who feels like they totally screwed up on vacation? I would say um, it's probably pretty rare that you did absolutely everything quote wrong. Right. And so I think when it comes to a vacation or a week, even if you're just home and you have a bad week, um, I always like to say we can use that as a learning experience, right. And work on what we can do next time. And so I always like to focus on, you know, what is one thing that you think you did really well that you'd continue to do next time. And so, client comes to mind. She went to a wedding really early on in the program. Um, She was like, wow, I got so much more steps in than I thought. I was walking all around the city and I was able to hit all of these steps. It was really great to kind of reframe movement in a way to think, okay, I can get an exercise by walking. Um, And she actually realized too, she made really great food choices, but where she kind of 
struggled was the alcohol. And so we really worked through that one particular problem um, or struggle and said, okay, what could we do differently next time? So we can always use our experiences at ways as ways that we can learn and change things in the future for next time. Um, so I would say, you know, you never really mess up. You just kind of help yourself grow and help yourself learn from a situation and just figure out ways that you could tweak something different next time or continue to do something that you felt like went really well. Yeah. I think that reflecting is a big part of like going through any life change um, and even sitting down by yourself. If you're not a client of ours and just asking yourself, like Lacey said, like, what did you do really well with that we can celebrate? Or even like what next time, is there anything you could have done differently? Um, is important to learn from like your mistake or learn from like what went wrong to see what you can change. And instead of thinking about it, like a bad thing, just thinking about it as a way that you can learn about yourself. What about like airport days? I don't know about y'all, but like sometimes my clients get like really thrown off by like going through the airport. What are your like tips or even like, what are even like example things that you eat or like seek out? Cause I know there are some airports that do just like not have good options, but then there are some like in big, bigger cities that have more things. So like maybe thinking through like an airport that has like very bare minimum, like convenience store items. What are some things that you tell clients or even like you do for yourself, like would be some good tips for those days? Yeah. I always say hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. So drink a ton of water while you're traveling for sure. Um, bring a reusable water bottle. You just have to empty it before you go through security. Um, and then you can actually bring a lot of food through security. You just can't bring liquids. You couldn't bring like a soup or something like that, but there are tons of things that you can bring through security. So even if you want to throw it in a Ziploc bag or something that you can dispose of, or, you know, if you want to pack something that you can bring back, that's great too. But, um, there's tons of that you can pack a whole meal, a whole sandwich with fruits and veggies. Like you can pack everything um, as long as it's not a liquid. So that's what I always try and do. Easy things, hard boiled eggs, a pack of tuna. Um, you can get your space out so you don't have to stink up the airport with some tuna. <laughs> and I always bring fruit that's easy, you know, like bananas, apples, oranges, packs of peanut butter or any sort of nut butter. Those are easy things to do as well. So those are some typical things that I try and bring. And then again, if I'm going, if there's just convenient stuff and I wasn't on top of it to pack things like that happens to all of us, I just try and find some sort of protein. And then oftentimes they might have like apples or bananas at the checkout. Um, so you can always try and get that. Uh, and then otherwise just look for something with some protein or try and plan that you're going to have a meal before you leave or when you arrive to your destination. One big tip that I just have in general for airport days, I mean, um, what Catherine just said about packing, that's obviously going to be probably one of the best choices, although I have been noticing a lot of healthy options at the airport lately, which is great. Um, but really trying to stick to a regular meal pattern, if at all possible. And I know if you're flying internationally or you have like time changes, that can be really hard, especially if you're getting up really early, but trying your best to have regular meals, regular snacks. The last thing we want is to board the airplane without any food, have like a really long flight, get off the plane and we're starving. And then we want to eat whatever we see first. Um, so I think that even if it's not, you know, the most ideal, perfect choice, eating, continuing to eat, you know, regular meals and snacks is really helpful just to keep up with, you know, our regular routine and making sure our hunger doesn't get so crazy. 
Oh yeah. I think that that's a good idea or just like thinking through like, what is, what do you normally eat? Cause I get a lot of people who think that if they're out of their element, if they're out of routine, then like absolutely don't know what to do. But when you think of like the basics, you know, you think you got to get your protein in, let's think of some ways, maybe get some healthy carbs or just carbs of some sort. And then some produce. I find that a lot of like the airport places now even have those like salads. If you like them, I personally like them. They're like, they're all the pre-packaged, even at like the convenience item areas. Um, have all those components or just putting together like some beef jerky, maybe yeah, like a banana and like crackers or something like that can get the job done as well. If you're just like, you didn't have time to prep, but um, what about like people who I think sometimes it might be hard for us to think since I feel like at least I generally know like the calorie content of most foods, but like when people go out to a whole different country and they don't even know what the foods are, what are like some good ways that people can still, if they're, they, if they are concerned with eating like a low amount of like low calorie amount of food, like how can they navigate foods that they've never really heard of or have no idea what's in it? You know what I mean? Like when you travel internationally, how can people um, try to stay low calorie if they want to without knowing what the foods are? That's a great question. Um, I feel like personally, like you said, you know, I'm a foodie. So I always get really excited about the food and like look up and know what we're going to be having and eating. Um, I would say in general, like, you know, every country or every culture is going to have fruits and veggies in their cuisine at some point. Um, and so really trying to stick to dishes that are going to have those that do, you know, look familiar, something that, you know, is, is going to be on your plate. Um, with the more of the new foods, I would say, you know, try them out, right? If you're, you know, in a new country, that's it's like part of the experience, in my opinion. And so I wouldn't be afraid to try anything new just because you don't know, you know, what's in it unless you have like an allergy or a preference or something. Um, but try it out you know, put a portion on your plate, balance it out, or just go for it. Um, that would be kind of my advice. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, Google Translate, the app has a thing where you can take a photo of it. So you can take a photo of the menu and it translates it to whatever um, language you want. So we use that a lot when we were traveling. Um, I speak some Spanish, but very limited Portuguese, as in no Portuguese. Um, and so that was really helpful when we were in Portugal because we could just snap a picture and then you can see like, oh, this is, you know, this, at least you're a little bit more familiar with what the food likely is. And so looking for any sort of, you know, fruit or veggie, like Lacey said, and then any sort of like leaner protein is going to be on the lower end of the calories, but it's, it is so fun to try new things. There was a dish in Spain in Sevilla that we had like multiple times because it was so good and it was stewed spinach with chickpeas. Um, and it was delicious. Like we saw it on the menu and we like would have not probably thought to have it. And we were like, let's just try it. It looks fun. We, we could use some vegetables and it was amazing. The flavor was so good. And I think we had it probably like six times while we were there. So it's always fun. And then like, I have the recipe and I'm going to cook it at some point now. So it gives you new fun ways to try different foods and different vegetables, um, in ways that maybe you wouldn't have traditionally thought about preparing them. So that's always a fun part of it too. Yeah. That's the same thing I tell kind of like my clients, um, or even like approach for myself. Cause I just like, even like weight loss aside, like, it's like, I don't want to walk around with a stomach ache all day. So like trying to still find those like vegetable options. Um, and instead of like, cause I think some people get freaked out with not knowing like how much oils in it or like butter or whatever, and just think like straight up. Okay. Like, are there some veg ways that you get some sort of produce on your plate? And then for the rest of the things, just like having fun with it. Cause it's only a little bit of time. But next, I want to kind of talk a little bit about weekend trips. Isla, can I add one more thing on the along the lines of the question you just asked? 
Yes, go for it. Okay. Um, so I know that I have quite a few vegetarian clients and that's kind of what I work with. And so something that I have really learned with international travel is that you really, if that is what you are doing and you're, you're a vegetarian, it can be really challenging to find certain foods that work for you, especially in the situation that Isla just described. And so I would say Google Translate is really great, um, is a really great tool. Also just learning how to say vegetarian or vegetable in that language can be really helpful. Um, actually, when I was in France, I noticed a lot of the restaurants didn't have many protein options for vegetarians. And so halfway through the trip, I ended up going to the grocery store and finding some things just to kind of have in between meals because I found myself feeling really, I don't know, irritable just because I wasn't getting a lot of protein and I was eating a lot of cheese and fruit. And so um, that's just something to keep in mind if you do have a dietary preference like that, just kind of planning ahead, learning how to say certain things um, and maybe even going ahead and looking up certain dishes that might be in that area that you think that you would feel comfortable ordering. Yeah. I think that's a really great tip to like think ahead like that. And even like going to the grocery store is an experience in and of itself in another country and finding some like things, um, whether, yeah, whether it's like your vegetarian or even gluten-free dairy-free or anything like that. Cause I know we have a variety of those clients as well. So great tip. Okay. So now thinking about like weekend trips. So I feel like we kind of tackled the idea of like the airports, like what to do when you're just like totally out of your element and like really don't have any maybe control with like going to the grocery store and stuff. And now thinking about like weekend trips, like maybe going yeah to the lake, to the beach, whatever that is, or maybe even like going home a lot, like I'm doing, do y'all like, are your tips any different for like a weekend trip where you might have a little bit more control or like, are they the same for the other trips? I would say in general, um, if it's like a weekend trip, depending, I guess this would be a situation where you're not flying for a weekend trip, you definitely have more flexibility with being able to pack things and bring things for yourself. So I would definitely take advantage of that. Um, if you're with family and friends, you can maybe ask if any of your family and friends have, you know, anything in common with any of your goals, um, such as like planning some activities that are more active, um, or like doing a little workout in the morning with a family or a friend, um, that could be kind of fun. Um, and because it's just a weekend, you know, trying to stick to, again, your normal weekend schedule of meals and snacks, um, trying to keep as much normalcy as possible. Um, and, you know, if you would like to continue tracking, a lot of my clients find that really helpful, although I know sometimes that's not the easiest. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. Um, another thing too is like if you're going on a girls trip or something with friends or family and there's any sort of like meal planning that goes on ahead of time, like, hey, who's going to pick up the food for this meal or this meal? Um, I think offering saying like, hey, I was going to do this. Is that something the group is interested in? And I found a lot of times if I'm like planning for snacks um, that people are always really excited, like, oh, you're going to bring fruit or you're going to bring popcorn or you're going to bring, you know, a veggie tray or something like that. Right. So that you can still get in some of that produce while also still enjoying, you know, whatever snacks that you do want to have or anything different out of the ordinary, um, on this trip while still getting in some of that produce or protein can be super helpful. Yeah. And those are great tips. I think, um, oh, we're going to say something, Lacey just going to say, I love that idea, Catherine. And typically on weekend trips, people are like cooking or bringing things. And so I always like to tell my clients, you know, volunteer to bring something if that is the case. Um, and then pick like an option that you really love to bring that you can share with everybody else. Um, pick like the fruit or veggie option that you feel like maybe no one else would bring, or just like one of your favorite dishes that you want others to try if you feel like they'd be up for it. 
Yeah. Cause I find that, um, yeah, just like you said, Catherine, I think that like whenever my clients, um, bring like the healthy option, even if it's simple as like going to like the cheapest grocery store and getting like a veggie tray, like most grocery stores have that people are normally really thankful. And a lot of times clients report back to me that like, they didn't even really get to eat much of it. Cause everybody else ate so much of it. I think people are normally just like, don't think about bringing that stuff, but that can be like a really simple way for you to just make sure that you have that. Um, if you have any say of like kind of what goes on at the grocery store, Um, but what about like, I guess y'all both kind of hit on this some, but I feel like these trips are often like more with family. Like if it's just a weekend trip somewhere, do you ever have people that tell you or clients that tell you, or even like tips in general for if there's like that family pressure? Cause sometimes I do get clients where I'm, they're like, my, I don't want my family to know I'm trying to lose weight. They're going to comment or like, they might comment automatically if they pick the salad, um, or if they don't keep up with the drinking, maybe it's like a bachelorette weekend. Like how do y'all like navigate that? Um, for your clients or even just like tips in general? I think it's based on what the client is comfortable with. Um, So if it's like, you know, they're doing this and they feel comfortable with their family knowing, I think it's saying like, hey, you know, I've been working really hard on my health journey and I've already had enough. Or, if you know, people are pushing food or that doesn't really sound good to me right now. Or right now, you know, I'd rather have this, whatever it may be that they feel comfortable saying. Um, that, and just empowering them that like everyone has control over their own body and their own food choices. And that just because they make some decision doesn't mean that something else their family is doing is wrong or bad or unhealthy. I think that's the fear that, you know, people are going to be like, oh, I guess, well, I got to be healthy because you're around. I mean, I think we as dietitians get that like, oh, got to choose this. And I'm like, no, we all eat normal food all the time. Um, and so I think it's based on what they're comfortable with. So if they feel like, you know, I'll work with clients to equip them like, hey, my mom or my grandma always says this. And then we work on different phrases that they can almost kind of practice and role play in our visits together so that they feel comfortable saying that. And then if they don't want them to know, you know, that's a little bit of a different conversation as far as, you know, what can you still select or, you know, with drinking, choosing like a soda water with a lime in between if they're really that worried about the pressure of that. Um, those kind of things can help. I really like that suggestion. And I was going to add, you know, like if you do, if you are anticipating those comments coming your way, just having some responses prepared that you feel comfortable with and brainstorming those, writing them down, even if you need. Um, And if you don't want to share that you're losing weight, you can always just say, you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I really like this food and that's what I want to eat right now. Or I'm listening to my body. I'm trying to eat healthier. Um, And in general, you know, people can be pretty receptive to that. I have had clients be really nervous about this in the past and they've made, you know, vegetable dishes and then their family ends up trying them and they really like them and then their parents are making them. And so you might be surprised at, you know, what other people's reactions would be as you kind of feel confident in being like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm owning this. This is what I am enjoying about this. These are all the benefits I've seen. Um, And just feeling really confident in yourself and your decision to kind of help those people just kind of stay in their place because comments about those things are just really not cool. Yeah. I think those are great. I had like a client once, I mean, she just has like incredible confidence. So I try to like ask her, like, how are she so confident? So I can like help my other clients with that. She always like, she said something that always stood out to me. Um, like even not, she's like, she's not a dietitian. She's just like an elementary school teacher. And she's like, what other people say about what you eat is like what their problem is. Like, it honestly just makes them look bad. It doesn't make me look bad. And that's just what I tell myself. Like that is really wise for you to think that. Um, and so that's how she says she gets through it. And I had another client too this week. We started 
trying to do like gluten-free just because she might have some underlying like inflammation issues. Um, and so she just decided that she's going to tell all of her friends that she's having like GI problems and not even like talk about weight loss, which I think can be good too. Cause you know, who's going to like tell you that you need to eat more pie if it's going to cause you to like have diarrhea or something. So like that might be, this like a simple thing to say too. Um, what about people who end up leading like every single weekend? Like, do you ever have clients or just like know people in general who, it's hard for them to ever like get fully on track because like every weekend they're out of town. So it might like put them behind with doing their grocery, like order or whatever. Like, what do you have for tips for like people who have their summers to end up like that? Uh, with, I have some clients who struggle with weekends and we have worked together to kind of make a list of weekend strategies. And this has happened over time with kind of what we were talking about earlier with evaluating what went really well. What do I want to keep doing? What could I do next time? Um, and I feel like that, is so individual too. So some people really struggle with certain things over others. And so if it is something that you're doing quite frequently, like making that list for yourself, writing down the things that worked really well for you that you can hopefully continue doing and, you know, making that mental note of, Hey, this really worked. I'm going to do that next weekend. Um, and then reflecting on what didn't go so well and what you could change next time. And hopefully if you are traveling so frequently, those little things will become habits that kind of just happen naturally. Yeah. I think that's super helpful, Lacey. Um, and sort of that weekend success list. I love that. Making that with clients. That's great. I think too, even simple things like ordering your groceries ahead of time, most grocery stores you can schedule if you're going to pick up or do delivery. So maybe if you know you're going away for the weekend, you can um, set a list to be ordered to be picked up Sunday night when you come back or Monday morning, depending on your schedule. Because I think when we're not prepared grocery food wise, when we get home, that really can throw things off. Or maybe if you can have some time the week before to maybe prep you know, a casserole or something like that to help set you up for breakfast or dinner. When you come home, that can be super helpful as well. Yeah. I think y'all hit on both like a good part of like the behavioral aspect, like what you were talking about, Lacey, and knowing that like that kind of does have to build up over time. Like it's definitely not going to be in, um, uh, instant, but like constant reflection of like, okay, what happened this weekend? And I even do that for myself when I feel like I get in a rut. It's like, okay, why did this happen? Like, how can I going to go back and maybe make a small adjustment, try that and then reflect on it again. But it is something that has to happen over time. And yeah, again, grocery order. Like, I don't know what I would do if that wasn't a thing. Cause I don't know what I would tell clients to do. Um, but I even have some clients who like we've thought through, cause I think one thing I feel like happens when people come back from weekend trips is like all the chores they were supposed to do also ends up having to happen on like the Monday or the Tuesday. And then that throws the whole day off. So um, if people are ever like weirded out by doing too many grocery deliveries, whether it's like financially or like they don't get to pick their own produce and that's why they don't do it regularly. Just knowing like to offset the time where you normally would have probably had a bunch of time on Sunday to do all those things. Like just let somebody else get your groceries while you do your laundry, you know, or vice versa. If you would rather pawn off the laundry on someone else, just thinking about like, it's just a temporary thing. Um, so I think those are great tips. Um, and then this last thing is another like common like complaint I get from my clients about like weekend trips with family is that the specific idea that like food is left out all day long and that like the grazing all day long happens. What are y'all's tips for like finding a solution for that problem? So I hear this all the time around the holidays. Um, and I think this is common if you're like seeing families a lot and you're constantly having like parties and gatherings. Um, a few tips that I have are really to plate your food. And what I mean by that is like get a plate, 
put your food on your plate. I don't care if it's perfectly balanced, right? I just want to make sure that we know what we're eating. Um, and so actually put it on a plate so that you can visualize and, you know, we eat with our eyes and our brain as much as we do our stomachs and our mouth. And so if we're constantly just like picking and grazing, our body doesn't always know that we ate almost a full meal. And so putting it on a plate and sitting down and actually having that meal can be really helpful treating it as a meal. Um, the second part is, you know, moving away from that buffet table if possible. Um, people like to hang out in the kitchen, but maybe take your plate, go outside, go in a different room, ask family and friends to join you, just kind of removing yourself from the table um, or that, you know, buffet of food um, and enjoying it. And then knowing you can go back for seconds if you still feel hungry, but that kind of helps you check in a little bit better with yourself and your hunger than if you were just constantly standing around and in front of food. I love that. I think that's so helpful. Um, and putting on a plate can, you know, just bring so much more awareness to the meal. So um, totally agree with that. And definitely, I encourage a lot of clients to do that as well. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I do think the surveying the options and choosing what you want is super helpful. I think especially in a buffet line, I, this happened to me this Easter, right? There's like 20 food options um, and you start and all of a sudden I'm only halfway through the line and I'm like, I don't even have room for the second half of these foods. And I really wanted the one at the end. Um, and so it was a good reminder for myself, like evaluate what's available and then select, you know, what food items you want to have and make sure to still get in, you know, some sort of vegetable. If they have it, I always bring a salad to any sort of meal. Um, and it's always a huge hit. It was again this year at Easter. Um, so people are always like, oh my gosh, this is so good, which normally is never said about a vegetable dish. <laughs> so I always offer to bring something like that. And then, you know, just making sure you're getting in something, some sort of fruit or veggie, if you can, if not, you know, don't stress it's one meal and then getting in some sort of protein. That's going to be really vital to keep you full. If you're just munching on foods with no protein all day, of course, you're going to still be be hungry and you're going to end up eating more. So if you can get some protein in to help fill you up or some fiber to help fill you up, that's going to, you know, play a really good role in helping set you up for success for the rest of the day. Yeah. I feel like you're all both kind of saying similar things. So I feel like the takeaway point is like, if you get to a situation where a weekend is like all grazing, um, tons of food left out, like try to formulate an actual plate, think about like what you want to eat, and then also um, like think about those components, actually make a meal, not just snacking. And then maybe like even remove yourself from the food situation, but trying to make sure you stay full with an actual plate and actually what you wanted to eat. Um, and then just kind of move on with your day, knowing that the eating part is over with. Um, lastly, so we can just drill this to home because again, like all these plans are fine and good, but like if they come, if a client comes back or even if like anybody listening comes back from a trip and they're just like so distraught because you know, they're up like two pounds or whatever. Um, like what is something that people should like understand or like take with them to like get back on track? And have you ever like had a client that's like kind of had this happen and like, what did they do to get over it? Yeah. So my general advice when it comes to traveling, um, you know, if you're going for a longer period of time, is just that, you know, having a realistic goal for yourself, that's probably going to be maintaining your weight or, you know, expecting the scale to maybe be fluctuating a little bit by the time you get back, just because we see a lot of fluid changes when we travel. And um, a lot of times we eat saltier foods when we're traveling and alcohol and all of those things can cause our weight to fluctuate. And so reminding yourself of that before you step on the scale, um, you know, 
having a goal to lose a few pounds during traveling might not be the most realistic thing for yourself. So just being kind to yourself, setting yourself up for that. Um, and, you know, yeah, reminding yourself that you didn't screw up, right? You didn't mess up everything just from one week. It's always possible to, you know, re remind yourself of all those wonderful habits and goals that you've set. Um, you know, focus again on three things that you were doing before the trip that you could start doing again after the trip. I love that. Yeah. I think also come back to the basics, right? It doesn't have to, you don't, you know, maybe you're not right in stride to all the goals you were doing before, but what's like one win that you can have each day. And I think just knowing that like, you just got to have this incredible experience and um, going on vacation or traveling and food is a big part of that. And that's okay. And that's wonderful. That's what makes it so amazing. And so instead of maybe stressing or getting worried about it, um, to just remind yourself like, wow, I just got to have this really incredible experience. And maybe the scale did fluctuate a few pounds, but like, I got to be present and enjoy this. And, you know, I can always, it can always continue to work towards my goals in a more normal, uh, structured setting when I'm home, um, and in more of my routine. And so taking one little baby step, or if you can do two or three, whatever you're up for, what, by the time you get back, um, all of that will be super helpful. Yeah. Um, because motivation really like motivation really comes from repeated action. So it's like, you might not feel like super motivated if you came back from a trip and you feel like you did bad, even if you didn't like do quote unquote bad, like you might feel like it, or at least I see it a lot with clients where they'll kind of get stuck in their head. They feel like they did bad. And they're like, why even get back to it? But just taking that one little baby step really helps you to like, just move into the next one. Um, I had a client recently, she went to, on two trips, like back to back, the first trip, she went on a week long trip to the beach and came back and it was just like bad for a whole week after. I don't really know what happened. We made a good plan, like I said, but it just didn't end up working out. And then when she got back, she felt bad. And so she like one thing led to another and she like was eat, like wasn't tracking all week, just like kind of completely fell off. And so, you know, we just like thought through, okay, what, what kind of happened? What do we need to do differently next time? And so we, she went on a trip the next time. And so she knew that she needed to really do well with like ordering groceries, like we said, when she gets back, because what happened too is like, she literally had like no protein option, no produce options the first trip. And so just thinking through like what helped her um, or what would have helped her the first time and then executing the second time was a simple switch. And then she was able to get back into everything within like two days later, and then just kind of get back to the normal flow. So again, just like all we've been saying, it's good to pre-plan with all these tips, but if things still kind of like go to crap, then it's okay. Just slowly work back into it. I feel like it's kind of what we're all agreeing on is a good method, but I think that's it. I think those are all of our great tips. Um, I feel like as coaches, like we all have a little different style, but I think the like meat of what we're saying is all really similar with understanding nutrition, having balance, thinking about your life as a whole, not like you've got to bring your little scale on vacation and like weigh everything type of situation, but instead enjoying everything you're eating. So thank you so much for joining me guys. Thanks, Isla. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Nutritionist podcast. For daily weight loss tips and nutrition information, you can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.